Hey, it's Tuesday. The new episode of Two Degrees Hotter is out. It's my favorite Gen Z lifestyle and self-development podcast. I'm on my way over. Let's listen to the latest episode. Greetings, listeners from Planet (laughs) TDH. What's that? What song was it that starts greetings, loved ones? Yeah, Let's let me take you on a journey. It's yeah. um California Girls by Katy Perry featuring uh, um Soldier. No, not Soldier Boy. Please. Soldier Boy. Who is it? Uh, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's where I thought you were going with that at first. I think I've done that one before. Ah, okay. We're not even California girls. Which quite the opposite, actually. Mm-hmm. I think we're the most opposite you can get from a California girl, at least in the states. But hello. What's <laughs> up, guys? Welcome to Two Degrees Hotter. <laughs> I'm Anya. I'm Kylie. <laughs> and, and here we are. Yeah. I would say – I don't know about you. For me, energy is at like maybe a five. Okay. Uh, I would agree. Yeah. We are – we'll get into this in our week in review, but we're just co- coming off of the week of our dance show. Uh, and I'll tell you what. I always forget how much it hits you after the fact um mm-hmm. so yeah i'm trying to like dig through and find my personality right now see where i hit it over the last couple of days but we're here and we're recording and we are very appropriately going to talk to you about different types of rest way to ways to recharge uh, avoid burnout all of that fun stuff because rest is very important, especially if you're active, if you have a lot of responsibilities or things going on in your life. It's really important to carve out the time to rest because um, burnout is a thing. We've talked about it. I feel like we've talked about it a decent amount on mm-hmm. the show so far, but we haven't really like gotten into here's the ways that you can actually make the most of your like downtime to avoid burnout. So that's what we're here to do today. Yes. I think we originally – at least I originally saw this concept on TikTok, but then when I like looked it up, it seems like it's generally recognized that there are seven types of rest. So we're going to dig more into it after the segments, but there's physical rest, mental rest, sensory rest, creative rest, emotional rest, social rest, and spiritual rest. And rest already does not sound like a word, so this should be fun. But before we do that, we got to start with the week in review. So yeah, like we mentioned, we had our dance show this past week and it's always like super exhausting, but I do feel like in the spirit of today's episode, I found it less like emotionally exhausting than seasons past. I don't know Mm. why. Like I feel like seasons past, I would have a lot of just like anxiety going into the day, not even about like being on stage because literally like I'm backstage, I'm like not nervous. Like that's like the weirdest part is like, I'm not nervous to be on stage. I'm like just nervous to like experience like the chaos of the week in general. Yeah. Um, but I feel like this year I just wasn't as worried about it. And maybe it's because I wasn't like choreographing. So I didn't feel like I was in charge of like a group's yeah. experience necessarily. Um, but yeah, felt felt pretty good about it. Four shows, you know the drill. Yeah. Um, but yeah, today's Juneteenth when we're recording this. So I am always grateful that our show lines up every season on a long weekend, at least for us, um, so that we can have a little bit of recovery time because if I had to be at work right now, Lord, Lord. 
<laughs> give me strength. <laughs> yeah, it would not be good. I would, just would not be working. Not even from like a I'm not doing it standpoint from a I literally am not mentally able to mm-hmm. <laughs> think critically in any way. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm like the type of person where – and I would do this for like competitions and recital when we grew up dancing. I just like black out mm. the entire – you know, however long we're performing for so that like by the time it rolls around again, I'm like, I don't even remember what it was like last time. So let's just do it again. So I feel like I do get nervous to be on stage. I like I accept the chaos of the week. Like I know that that's it, that it's just going to be a busy, chaotic week. And like I do my best to prepare ahead of time because of that but I do I, there's nothing that prepares you for getting nervous to go on stage other than just like getting on stage uh but yeah I was definitely I felt more tired than I remembered feeling during the January show I don't know mm-hmm. why that is this season also just felt like fake almost like there was I don't know if fake's the right word but like it just flew by all of a sudden it was like showtime and I feel like before my brain even had a chance to like mentally acknowledge that like we were at the show it was over Mm -hmm. and i'm like okay so now i'm just kind of like that's crazy like it doesn't feel like we just spent the last 16 weeks working towards dances and then performing them four nights in a row but that is exactly what we did so here we are (laughs) yeah and i will say i feel like we talked about in general how the season just felt like super quick and like how we felt like less prepared and stuff but it's crazy how like you just managed to like pull it together like how everyone does like even if a dance like you don't feel super confident like the week before in rehearsals and you're kind of like oh shit like how are we gonna get this together like you always do it's just crazy like yeah you just always do yeah for me this season the dance that I was the most worried about is the one that people told me I looked the best in Mm -hmm. I was like amazing so there's a lesson probably somewhere in there I can't extract it for you right now but if you the listener want to extract a message from that uh please do so Mm -hmm. But yeah, we we nailed it. We figured it out. And everyone was saying that this was one of the strongest dance work shows mm-hmm. they've seen. Um, so, Slay, if you're a Boston dancer girly, join Danceworks. Yes. And now the plan is we have the next two months-ish off. Yeah. So auditions um, for next season are looking like late August. Yeah. So in the meantime, we're going to take some – ballet classes chill a bit yeah. have a lot more free time which will be nice we don't have to record the podcast yeah. at 7 a.m anymore uh, at least so for I- now <laughs> um and funny enough i actually have a ballet intensive that i signed up for that starts on wednesday so yeah <laughs> should be good <laughs> is that that i'm assuming that's wednesday thursday friday night and then saturday all day yeah and like sunday schedule? all day too oh not all day but like until it's like nine to noon or something okay I was yeah. gonna say because I know you had your informal showing. Yes, I have an informal in showing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it should be interesting. And then the only other thing I wanted to mention, other than dance, is that I finally have my car, guys. Woo! She's a sleigh. I literally yeah. love her. Um, yeah, she doesn't have like fancy features. Like I think so. My boyfriend Grant has a 2019 CRV, and it's like one of the higher trims, so he's used to like lane assist and like having the big screen and the backup cam and all this stuff and so I think for him it, it like it's like a fun car but like it kind of feels like a downgrade because you're losing all those features but for me yeah. I'm like this is awesome like I'm like I don't use any <laughs> of that shit anyway like honestly having I'm sure I'll change my mind once it's like all cars are like this yeah but I feel like whenever I drive a car that has just like tons and tons of like features I never take advantage of them because it just like I find it distracting and like overwhelming so even when I have a car that can like 
help you with all this random stuff. Like I never like turn those features on anyway. So I'm like, bare bones is good for me. Yeah. Um, and I managed to make get the aux to work. So that was fun yesterday. I drove home for Father's Day and played one of my favorites, actually. Um, and yeah, I love her. What do you think, Birdie? That's her name, Birdie. Yeah. No, Birdie's a big sleigh. She's um, so cute. She's so iconic. I love riding in her. And I said to Anya the first time that uh, I drove in her, I wondered how many people were punched. Yes. In the she's time a beetle. That we spent in the car. Yeah. If, if you missed yeah. that from previous episodes. And I was thinking about it like on like a more philosophical level. I was just thinking about how like losing my last car and everything was like so stressful. I didn't lose it. It didn't like get misplaced. <laughs> I, it got totaled. Um, <laughs> that makes it sound I like I literally just my lost last it. Car. <laughs> um, but I was thinking about how like there's just like little things in life that like you think you want but feel like unattainable or just kind of like pipe dreams. Yeah. And for me, like driving a bug was like one of those things. Like I was like, that would be so fun. But like that's never going to happen. Like that's just ridiculous. But then it's like you simply go through the steps. You simply put in the work, do the research, come up with the finances and you make it happen. And I was like, yeah. wow, that's cool. Yeah. And here we are. So your dreams of owning a bug could come true too or whatever your dream car is. <laughs> I don't have a dream car, honestly, but it is it is a, a sleigh. I'm like, maybe I do want a bug <laughs> one of these days. It's just so fun and small, but it doesn't feel small when you're in it, unless you're in the backseat. No, it doesn't. Which, sorry. Yeah, I've never experienced the backseat. Experienced the trunk, though. My suitcase has mm-hmm. many a times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, she's good. She's a fun one. I do like the trunk has a feature. You have to push the logo. Yeah, like the – yeah. Logo? Yeah, the logo. Like there's no – it's like a hatchback and it's like smooth so there's no yeah. like place to grab and open the trunk. What I thought was weird when I went to go fill up gas for the first time, I was looking everywhere for like the gas lever like that you pull yeah. inside the car. It's not – there isn't one. You just go up to the gas tank and you push the t- like the little cover itself, which I was like, isn't the reason that they like have it inside your car so that people can't like put shit in your gas tank or like siphon gas out of your tank? I don't know. The Germans aren't concerned, I guess. So. Yeah. The Germans ain't – they're not gas swindlers. Yeah. Well, gas, I just think of like uh, The Last of Us because that's what they did in uh, one of the episodes. They were like siphoning gas out of like old cars. Please. <laughs> Your car will be a target in the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, it will. So Watch now. out. <laughs> For my week in review, I had myself – so like Anya said, today is Juneteenth. We're two days out from our show. So yesterday was like the first day after we finished our show. I had myself a little self-care day. Uh, I really – I said it's R&R time. Uh, I got my first ever deep tissue massage at a place not too far from where Anya and I live. It was like pretty reasonably priced, I think. I like looked into a couple of different spas and it was the cheapest that I had seen in this area like by far. And it was really, really good. I had never had a deep tissue. I'd only ever had like a Swedish massage. And I think the woman that I saw did a really good job of like sort of mixing in like the more like traditional Swedish, like relaxing strokes with obviously like getting into the muscle tissue and like really massaging. I told her that I hold a lot of tension in my shoulders and that I had just finished a dance show. So like my legs could probably use a little tender love and care. And it was interesting as she was like doing my legs, my left leg was so much like stickier than my right leg, which makes sense because I'm a righty. I kick and I turn on my right side, which means I'm standing on my left leg. 
So I'm holding a lot more tension in my left leg most of the time because that, that's just like what I'm used mm-hmm. to with dance. Uh, but it was interesting to like actually feel that like side by side comparison of like, oh, yeah, it's definitely like a lot more tender mm-hmm. on my left side, if that makes sense. I will say I do just constantly gaslight myself in the fact that I have a herniated disc in my back. Like I'm always like, eh, I think I'm being a little dramatic. And so I didn't tell her to like be gentle on my lower back. And then afterwards I was like, I'm in a decent amount of pain (laughs) from that. But that's not her fault. Uh, That's my fault. So if you do have like like a sensitive back or like any issues, like definitely tell them. Uh, I should have told her like, don't go too hard on my lower back. But in my brain, I was like, maybe it would be good if she applies really firm pressure to the herniated disc that pinches my nerve sometimes. Do herniated that, discs never fix themselves? I guess I never – like I knew uh, that happened, but I assumed it was like resolved. I don't think so. I don't know. Mm. Mine mine doesn't. Mine like flares up sometimes. Mm. It's like weird, I think, because mine isn't like super herniated, but it's just herniated enough that if it gets inflamed, it can push down on my mm. nerves and cause my legs to tingle. So that's no good, but I'm also not a doctor, so I don't know how that actually works. Uh, But after my massage, I did get a mani-pedi. I haven't gotten my nails done in forever. I got like a super, super, super natural. It's like the babiest baby pink you could ever imagine, and it does have some like sparkle in it. I think it's so fun, and my goal is just like let my nails grow out as much as possible with this and I figured it would be good to get like a natural color so that it's not super super obvious Uh, because my nails are very short right now and that's kind of another reason I wanted a natural color because I'm not like my nails aren't in the best condition so I'm not trying to draw a ton of attention to them but I do want them to grow out and get a bit stronger so I figured I'd get them done and I got a pedicure my first pedicure at the place that Anya and I go to and it was a pretty nice They bring experience. out the stones. Yeah. Mm, yeah, the stones are my, good. Yeah, the stones are good. My only complaint is she did my, like, right leg, and I was like, this is so nice. And then when she went to go to my left leg, she had me rest my foot on the stone. It was, like, too <laughs> it hot. Was so hot. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I, I literally was like, ow, ow. It might be I the bath like, person in me, but I love it. I'm like, burn me. Yes. See, I normally I'm like totally fine with it, but that was like just a little it was it was just past the threshold of what I could like tolerate, mm-hmm. I guess. They did use hot stones during my deep tissue massage though, mm-hmm. and I literally was like, I could die in this moment and yeah. it would be okay. <laughs> Lots of R and R. I feel like this week is gonna be a big self-care week mm-hmm. for me. Starting with this day of R and R because I feel like I, I need to fill my week with some distractions while Zach is hiking Kilimanjaro. Um we had some technical difficulties, so in case it got cut off, my boyfriend is in Africa right now hiking Kilimanjaro, uh, and he'll be fine. He's prepared and healthy and fit uh, and does this a lot, but it is my job as his girlfriend to worry, my job as a human being on this planet to worry, so that is what I shall do. So yeah, I figured this week should be like a good self-care week for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was tempted to join in. I like this concept of like the spa day after the show. And I was tempted to join in, but then I remembered I was doing this ballet intensive and I was like, I feel like that I'll just undo anything yeah. that I do. And also, I booked myself a spa day when I go on my solo trip. So I was like, let's save that coin, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. I'm tempted to do a massage, if not after every show, after every like spring season. I think that's like reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, let's get into our favorites. So I have two favorites, and the first one, I am going to pull up the exact name. Okay, I can't find the name right now, but I'll put it in the description. It's a, like, romper, one-piece situation from Parade. Um, so it's I wear it as a pajama because it's, like, so soft. That's, like, my main compliment about it. Like, it's, like, the softest material ever. It's so comfy. Oh, I found it. Okay, the Vintage Rib Long Sleeve Play Suit is what it's called. And it's on Ooh. sale right now for $15.00 originally like 50 um and they have it in a couple colors i wanted to get some of the other colors but i think they were sold out in my yeah they're sold out in my size i got a medium for reference but it's so comfy and it, yeah it's long sleeve it's kind of like a henley button-up situation and it's literally just like an amazing material so if you're looking for pjs i wouldn't say it's like leave the house worthy for me at least i just think it's a little too short like it's very cheeky almost, um, but if you if you're feeling it, slay. I'm always in the market for new pajamas in my pajama era. And then my other favorite, which I can't believe we haven't talked about yet, but I think the, the timing of our episode recording hasn't really worked out. But yeah. um, Noah Khan released the Stick Season extended version called "We'll All Be Here Forever," and if as if the album could get any better originally, like. It's crazy. It's so good. Yeah. Everything on it is so good. I am personally, Dial Drunk is my favorite, um, but I really like all of them. Like, I really like Call Your Mom. I really like Paul Revere. Like, obviously, the View Between Villages extended. Like, it's, it's all really good. Yeah. Um, I wish there was honestly more, like, even added on. Like, I, I almost wish this was just – it's all these songs just waited for like the next album and there was even more, but yeah. I do see how they all fit into this vibe. So um, yeah, really love it. Good addition to the summer playlists for sure. Yeah. I need to, I've listened to them all once through and then just haven't gone back. Cause I wanted to like give them, I like listened to them just out of like the pure excitement of they're out and I want to hear them, but I wanted to give them like another listen through and actually like actively listen so I can't say what my favorites are yet, but I definitely will have that. Honestly, I was thinking of doing like an apartment cleaning day today and maybe I'll throw that mm -hmm. on while I clean and give it a listen. But I do have sad news for you. Did you hear that Danceworks New York is doing The View Between Villages um, as one of their dances? That's not allowed. They're not even in New England. <laughs> Who's going to tell them? Saying. <laughs> that's okay. I had that on my list for choreography and I – tried to choreograph to it last season and I just like couldn't creatively get there so I wasn't like yeah I wasn't thinking I would put it back on the list just because I, I I don't know but yeah so I was yeah. listening to this when I was driving back yesterday and I was like wow so good yeah it's perfect for the New England girlies uh my favorite is a YouTuber that I've discovered she's definitely not like a new YouTuber I think she's been around for a while but her username is Uncarly. I think it has like an E. U-N. I think it's oh. U-N-C-A-R-L-E-Y. Yeah, I think you're right. So have you heard yeah, of – Yeah, I've seen a few of her videos. She is so – She, funny. like, is a comedian. So like, funny. I think that's, like, her job. Yeah. Like, stand-up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She – and she makes the most – so I discovered her because I got recommended her literal hour-long PowerPoint presentation of Taylor Swift's life – from like debut to now she did like a full deep dive into taylor swift like 
all of her boyfriends, every pop culture moment, every album, like, and it was just so entertaining. And then I recently watched her um, Twilight's Crimes Against Humanity Mm -hmm. video where she, like, goes through the Twilight movie and just talks about how absolutely batshit bonkers bananas that movie is, which is so valid. Um, So, yeah. So, if you're into, like – oh, she also did one tier ranking uh, Tumblr's, like, top culture moments, Mm -hmm. which was hilarious – Yeah, it's just – it's that type of video is, like, very chronically online, uh, funny. Like, I just – I her sense of humor really resonates with me. And, yeah, so I've been bidding her. She's a good, like, head empty, no thoughts Mm -hmm. YouTuber. You're like, I just sit and I'm entertained by by Miss Carly. Um, She's one of those girls I'm like, I have no idea how old she is. She -hmm. could be like, I am 30 years old. And I'd be like, okay. She could be like, I'm 19 years old. And I'd be like – Okay. I kind of felt like she was like our age. That's what I thought, but I have a bad habit of thinking that everyone is our age. <laughs> Just everyone. That I'm trying ever. to like actively. Now I'm gonna look it up. But yeah, she um, she does. She reminds me of like Tiffany Ferg adjacent content, but like funny. Like she like places an emphasis yeah. on like the comedy aspect of it. Oh no, that's not her. I literally was about to be like she's 27, but that's not true. 23. Okay. Yeah. Born in 99. But yeah. So if you if you want some funny YouTube videos to watch, I uh, highly recommend her channel. She has a lot that I'm like, watch later, watch mm-hmm. later, watch later. <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty bad about my watch later. Like I save so much stuff to my watch later. And then when it comes time to when later comes, I don't watch, you know? <laughs> yeah, I also do that. Unless I'm like binging. I like tend to binge specific creators. Like if I find someone and I'm resonating – I'll just be like, I'm going to watch 56 of their videos in the next three days. Uh, So that's the only time that I'm good at it. But I'm not actually good at it just like as content arises, if that makes sense. All right. We're going to take a quick ad break and then we'll be back to talk about the seven types of rest you need to avoid burnout. As you all know, we're both trying to work towards our wellness goals this year, and that's why we're excited to introduce Liquid IV as the sponsor of this episode. Liquid IV is the category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being, and their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, you can get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. Use it first thing in the morning, before a workout, when you feel run down, after a long night out, and on long flights. We actually used Liquid IV when we were traveling in Europe last year, and it definitely helped us recover after some long nights out. Plus, it was super convenient packaging to keep in our suitcases and in our purses throughout the day. My personal favorite flavor is watermelon, but I'm excited to try the new strawberry lemonade flavor too. Liquid IV believes that equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. Liquid IV partners with leading organizations for innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TDH at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code TDH at liquidiv.com. Okay, we're back. Um, and I feel like to preface the the episode, like I said, we originally saw this on TikTok, but I thought it was interesting because like everyone always talks about the importance of resting and like mentally I only ever really thought about like physical rest, I guess. Yeah. And then so seeing it broken out into these categories and like actually acknowledging that there are seven types and you kind of need to like satisfy them all to avoid feeling burnt out and 
like even if you're doing some of these, if you're neglecting others, then that could explain why you still maybe don't feel a hundred percent. So I thought yeah. it was interesting, but maybe we can just go kind of back and forth and explain the types. And then we're also going to talk about like ways that we want to work on incorporating the given type of rest. So for the first one, this is like the most obvious one, but physical rest is the first type. And obviously it's kind of just allowing your body to recover, rejuvenate, minimize stress. Um, So some examples of physical rest would be taking like a recovery day. I would say like the spa day, like Kylie did like a massage or like, yeah, yeah, just like general like self-care, gentle movement, restful sleep, kind of just relaxing on the couch, like giving yourself a complete break. Um, So for me, when I was thinking about physical rest and like ways that I could do better with it, I definitely want to incorporate more stretching. Like I think as a dancer, like stretching was always mentally like a means to an end. Like I was like, I don't, I don't stretch because it like feels good on my body or because I think it's good for me. I stretch because like, I want my leg to go high and like, that's the necessary step to take if you want your leg to go high. Um, and so I was like, I kind of want to reframe like stretching as like self-care and like good for you as opposed to like a means to an end to achieve like flexibility, if that makes sense. Yeah. Especially like this summer, like when we'll be just like, there will be like less incorporated stretching into the routine. Um, So like maybe just taking a few minutes, like when I first wake up or like before I go to bed, but like, yeah, just like sitting in front of the couch and like stretching. Like I feel like Grant's parents, especially his dad is like good at that. Like I'll be over their place and he's just like laying there stretching, watching golf. And I'm like, that's a sleigh. And I should do more of that. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Good for him. Mm -hmm. I also should do more of that. Um, That's a really good way to put it. I guess I also – I never thought too critically about it. But, yeah, I definitely only ever stretch as, like, a dance Mm warm-up tactic. I actually – I'm even really bad. I'm going to call myself out for accountability. But uh, going to the gym, I, like, never stretch after my workout. And it's, like, that's actually, like, pretty critical to, like – muscle recovery and like preventing soreness like you stretch uh so I definitely need to be better at it and yeah just like having it like built into my routine whether it is like a when you wake up or before bed type of thing uh or just like after my workouts like finding wherever it makes the most sense to like habit stack it Mm -hmm. into my routine I think would be helpful uh and just I'm really bad with gentle movement because I think I tend to just enjoy more high intensity workouts when I'm working out on my own. Like I I like weightlifting. I like riding the Peloton, which can be like pretty intense cardio. I like HIIT workouts. Um, the only really like gentle movement that I like is walking. I guess d- some forms of dancing are also gentle movement, but I think a lot of the dancing that we do on a regular basis is higher intensity at least i wouldn't categorize it as gentle movement uh so yeah i definitely want to like get better at reminding myself that gentle movement is still movement Mm -hmm. i guess is like the mental hurdle that i struggle with um and incorporating more of that gentle movement in and being happy with that as like my workout for the day yeah like not thinking of a gentle movement day as like a lesser than workout or like a cop out yeah of being active yeah but, like it, it having its own importance Benefit. yeah yeah uh for the next type of rest it's mental rest which like sounds really obvious but when i when i was really thinking about this i was like man am i bad at this <laughs> um So this is giving your mind a break from cognitive activities and mental 
mentally demanding tasks. Um, so like taking breaks from work, um, doing brain dumps, whether that's like in a journal, on your phone, like whatever it may be, like in the notes app, um, unplugging from technology and like any other like relaxing activities that don't require much critical thinking. Think of like those head empty, no thought type of activities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm also bad at this, but I think something clicked for me when I realized that like doing a brain dump would count as mental rest because I feel like sometimes like your yeah. brain is just like running at 100 miles an hour and you don't even realize and then when you yeah. actually like, write it out all on paper you're like okay this isn't actually that bad so I do think I'm pretty good about that aspect of it um, but one of the ways that I want to be better about incorporating mental rest is I feel like with work like I'm very like zero or a hundred like I think once I get into like the flow of a task I'm like let's just like bang it all out like keep going you know yeah and like I try to like ride the like uh stamina or whatever that I have in that moment and I think it ends up that I like burn myself out by like 3 p.m because I just like took no intentional breaks and so I think I want to be better about like we we achieve a task we check something off the to-do list and we like go in put away dishes and then we come back and we do this like just taking shorter breaks more often during the workday instead of like working straight until 3 p.m. and then being like, wait, I have no energy left anymore. So maybe that yeah. means like getting back into the Pomodoro method. I was good about that at one point. Um, but yeah, I feel like I don't give myself uh, that good of breaks. So yeah, I will say I'm such an advocate. I'm not the best all of the time. But I am a big advocate for like truly taking a lunch break, especially for those of us that are still working remotely most of the time. Uh, I really try my best to like block out and take an hour for lunch every day. Normally what I try to do, especially now that the weather is getting nicer, is like go out for a walk, like physically take myself away from my laptop so that like I am forced to not think about work um, and not work on anything and just get some fresh air. Uh, but obviously sometimes the weather isn't like super conducive to that. So it's just like learning, like even on like a rainy day, sometimes I'll just like say I'm working at my desk in here. I'll like move myself to my living room and read a book or maybe scroll TikTok for a couple minutes, like try to like physically remove myself from it and take that break as much as possible. Take some time to like make a real lunch and eat it during that time. Um, I just think that when, especially remote workers, it can be really easy to just like blow your lunch break away, like continuing on a task. And obviously, you know, you know yourself best. And if you're on a roll with something and think you could get it done by like 1230, say, then maybe take your lunch break 1230 to 130. Like it doesn't need to be traditionally at the 12 to mm -hmm. 1 lunchtime, but sort of carve out an hour in the middle of your day uh, to just give yourself some time back. And I think even like with what you're saying, it could help prevent burnout and give you sort of the second wind you need to get you through the second half of your day. Yeah. I think it used to be easy, but now like no one – like meeting times are unhinged. <laughs> so like I rarely have an yeah. hour of straight availability. Um, but maybe yeah. it'll get better in the summer. People work less in the summer. So yeah. Our next category is sensory rest. So giving yourself a break from kind of sensory stimulation, sensory overload. So some examples of this, this is like what I found the hardest probably to think about, were wearing blue light glasses, putting your phone on do not disturb, creating kind of a peaceful environment for yourself, being like organized in your space, 
dimming your lights, things like that. So for me, I don't know if this like necessarily counts, but one thing that came to mind was like, I want to use my um, oil diffuser more. I have like one of those aromatherapy oil diffusers and I used to be really into it. Um, and then I just kind of stopped, but I do find it very like calming when I'm working during the day and there's like the lavender scent just like in the air. And I feel like it's helpful yeah. to like, I used to kind of carry around like a little lavender essential oil, like in my bag and then just like smell it throughout the day kind of thing. Um, I feel like scents can kind of provide just like a reset for your like senses. <laughs> um, yeah. so that's what came to mind for me. I don't know if that necessarily counts in the definition, but. No, I think I would count that. Also, you saying that just – it always makes me think of the episode of The Office where one of the characters, Jan, makes candles mm-hmm. and she has a candle making room and she goes in and she goes, whenever I'm feeling stressed, I just come up here and I sniff my candles and poof, it goes away. That's me. And that's like – that's what it sounds like. Oh, it's just funny. That's when I, I should watch that episode of The Office, honestly. Anyways. For me, I definitely want to invest in blue light glasses. I don't have these and I wear contacts and I'm – God, I'm nearsighted. So like I – if I didn't have my contacts in, I would be able to see like my laptop screen right now. I'd be able to read our script. I'd be able to see Anya fine. But then if I tried to like look out my window across the street, it would be blurry. Mm-hmm. I believe that's nearsighted. Yeah. I always mix you always, them up. It's like the one that you can see is the one that's in the title. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is weird, but – and yeah, but what that means is since I wear contacts most of the time, I'm actually straining my eyes a lot of the time because I can see – my eyes can see fine up close. So having like the prescription over them is like kind of doing a disservice. Like in a perfect world, I would only wear my contacts in situations where I absolutely needed to mm-hmm. and I would wear my glasses at home and then take them off whenever I was doing like computer work. Uh, but I'm not good about that. So sorry to my eye doctor. But because I'm constantly straining my eyes just as they are, I should probably get blue light glasses mm-hmm. uh, to, so I, I don't strain them any further. But alas, here I am. Uh, and I would also say I really need to get better about my screen time. I've been so bad about it, so bad about it. It's really horrific uh, and I need to get better. So I've been trying to read more. I was doing good and then the dance show week happened and I was just – I was reading before bed which is what I, I find that to be like the easiest way to reincorporate reading. And I was re- doing really good up until the dance show and then I would just be so tired by the time we got back that I would just shut my lights off, watch TikTok for 10 minutes and then go to bed. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm going to get back into the habit this week of reading and reducing my screen time that way. I do think like sensory rest is probably the one that feels like least – I don't know, like intuitive. Like it, it's interesting that like yeah, it it doesn't seem front of mind that like things like that could contribute to you feeling tired, but it like makes a lot of sense when you yeah. when you think about it. Yeah, well, that's why like things like float therapy mm-hmm. are a thing. Float is like if you're unfamiliar, it's when you're like put in like a in like water. Yeah, it's like a bathtub and like, and, like lights, a tank kind of situation. Yeah, but like all the lights are turned out. It's completely silenced. The idea is that like you literally like lose all of your senses and just sensory deprivation yeah yeah that's what i was looking for but the next type of rest is creative rest so this is taking intentional pause from activities that require creativity problem solving sort of similar to mental rest um but i think it's more so looking at like what is it left versus right brain Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
It's like one of them, whichever one is the like more strategic side, mental rest is resting that. I think this is resting the more creative mm-hmm. side of your brain. Um, so examples are like going on a nature walk, reading a book for fun, um, allowing yourself time to create just for the sake of creating, not because you have to, listening to music. So sort of looking at um, creative endeavors in a very low stakes environment mm-hmm. like a low pressure way yeah yeah for me I wrote down I think like when we were growing up in dance because we were like students we were just like there were more frequent opportunities to learn and experiment with choreography that like wouldn't ever make it to stage if that makes sense like we would just learn like certain combinations yeah. and it's like you could kind of play with like that style for the day and then just like let it go like it wasn't ever gonna end up on stage so you didn't need to like work too hard to perfect it or whatever And I think because right now we pretty much, other than like going to ballet class, but like in our company, we only really learn choreography that ends up making it to stage. I think it can feel very like, uh, like high stakes all the time. Like you have to perfect whatever you're taught. And so I think maybe this summer, just taking more time to like experiment with like, what if I put together this combo just for like fun or like, even when I'm in ballet class, like just considering that like even if this particular thing that we're working on like doesn't resonate with my body or like I don't feel like I am I 100% got it like it's fine it's like no one's ever going to see it it's just yeah. for working on it for the sake of working on it kind of thing um so yeah kind of want to embrace that mindset through the summer yeah yeah i'm glad you brought that up cuz i was just going to say i feel like you have a nice balance of having our company that is creative for the sake of performance Mm -hmm. and then having ballet that's creative for the sake of being creative and just like having a space to dance and if you have a bad day that's fine because you'll be back at the class the next week and you may have a good day and you know yeah like it just doesn't matter and I think that's the beautiful thing about like class yeah in general even for like workout classes and stuff too like I saw this TikTok where yeah this girl was a dancer so she was talking about in the context of dance but I think it can apply to like almost anything she was saying like even if you don't feel like you – if you go to a class and you don't feel like it was like 100% for you or you don't feel like you can give 100%, like going to five classes at 50% is better than going to none. Um, and yeah. so like, yeah, just not putting too much pressure on yourself to like master everything that you do. Just like remembering that like showing up and like putting in the effort to be there is like an accomplishment in itself kind of thing. Yeah, 100%. Uh, for me, I kind of already talked about it a little bit, but yeah, I definitely use reading as my like creative rest, my sensory rest as well. Um, and I'm working on getting back into that habit. Love it. Our next type of rest is emotional rest. So kind of taking a break, letting yourself recharge from emotional stress, emotional exhaustion. And I think for some people, it might feel hard to separate this from like mental rest, but it's more so yeah. like, I think this has a lot to do with like relationships. So like Practicing Mm -hmm. self-compassion, forgiving yourself, cutting back on people-pleasing, honoring your boundaries, seeking out support if you need it. Like, I think it has a lot more to do with, like, others and your relationship with others. Yeah. Um, And so for me, I feel like I've been having some, like, realizations lately that maybe some friendships that I have in my life aren't, like, necessarily serving me the way that they used to or, like, I'm just not feeling as, like, when I reflect on it, I don't really feel like I'm – feeling super supported by them. And so just kind of like mm-hmm. consciously remembering like I don't have to put effort into those relationships if um if I don't want to through the summer or like I don't know what'll happen. Like maybe things will repair themselves and whatever. But just kind of yeah, I've just kind of realized like, 
huh, maybe I don't really feel supported in the way that I want to by a friend in this dynamic. And so just remembering that like, yeah, I don't have to be the one to always put the effort in or like initiate things. Like if, if it's not feeling reciprocal, then like I'm allowed to pull back from my side as well. Um, so yeah, that's like, that was what came to mind for me. Yeah. For me, it's, I'm just a people pleaser. It's my fatal flaw. Um, I do think that if I like look at the timeline of my life, I think after um, I look at my life as before law school and after law school. BLS and ALS. <laughs> yeah. And I will say ALS, uh, I am much less of a people pleaser. I think I got better at just like boundary setting, work life balance, people pleasing generally. Cause it really was like a moment of like, well, fuck it. Like I, I got to look out mm-hmm. for myself. Um, but that's not to say that I'm perfect and I definitely still have like people pleasing tendencies. It's something that I had to work through in my own romantic relationship was like letting go of not wanting to be the one to like stir the pot or cause confrontation for the sake of like being afraid of what would happen to my relationship because that's also damaging to a relationship. Um, so yeah, so uh, it's learning to to cut back on that, um, recognize when it makes sense to quote unquote people please because obviously there's times where you want to be supportive you want to compromise mm-hmm. you want to you know help someone out but finding the line where you know you're doing that while also taking care of yourself and raising any concerns that you do have with the people that you have relationships with um and like managing all of that in a healthy way that's sort of that's that's where the struggle is. But we're working on mm-hmm. it. We're doing better. I'm definitely way better than I was in like high school and college. I was a, a chronic people pleaser. Just pleasing everyone but myself. Yeah. So I think emotional yeah. rest is another one that like is it feels hard to like separate in your brain and realize that it does contribute to like exhaustion. Yeah. But it's so true. It is. When you're constantly doing things and worrying about other people that aren't necessarily reciprocating that back, it drains mm-hmm. you, you know? Um, I will say, too, I almost think of, like, I think of mental rest in terms of, like, almost, like, related to, like, work or school. Like, like your obligations. Type of mental exhaustion. Yeah, yeah. And then I think of emotional rest as more tied to, like, mental health, mm-hmm. almost, um, if that resonates with anyone and helps you distinguish them. But I just thought of that while we were talking. So our next one is social rest. So this one is feels a little easier to define, at least for me, but realizing when you need to take a temporary withdrawal from social interactions, reducing the demands of socializing, kind of giving yourself you time if that's what you require if you're an introvert. So some examples would be, yeah, taking a break from socializing, spending time with only like positive people or people that you don't really feel like you have to be like socially on for. I feel like we all have people in our lives that like you can hang out with and it doesn't really feel like you're putting too much energy into hanging out. You're just kind of like coexisting, um, intentionally creating space for solitude and quiet, scheduling alone time or like alone days. Um, and so I think what came to mind for me with this, it's kind of interesting, but I think in the summer in my like line of work, the amount of after work, like happy hours and like networking events mm-hmm. and like get togethers and that kind of thing, like increases a lot. Um, just cause like it's nice out and we have an outdoor space at my work and, there's just always kind of like, oh, like, let's grab a drink before you head back and like that kind of thing. And I think that's good. And it has its place for like career building and like networking. And I do think it's important. But at the same time, I think 
that's when I think about like my weeks that I feel super tired and I'm like, what really put me over the edge? A lot of times I do think it is attending stuff like that because yeah, you ha- have to be socially on in a way that you don't even have to be with your friends. Like it's almost like a new level of like socially yeah. on because it's people that you don't know super well and it's people that you want to have like a good working relationship with. So you kind of have to be like on your best behavior and whatever and you can't be yeah. like your full self. Um, So yeah, I think just like this summer – really thinking through like, am I staying for this work event because I want to and I like want to hang out with people or do I just feel like I have to and like cutting back on the times that I stay because I feel like I have to um, yeah, will be an, a focus area for me. I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before on the podcast, but I'm a big proponent of a do nothing day, uh, which does not actually mean to do nothing, but I – I've been better about it in the past. I'm trying to be better about it now. But having those days where you like intentionally don't make any plans with anyone else and really just spend time with yourself. And that can look however you want it to look. It could be a day that you like are doing, you know, life admin catch up. Maybe you need to clean, do laundry, run errands, whatever it may be. But it can also just be a day where you're like, I'm going to go get a massage mm-hmm. and a mani-pedi by myself. I'm going to, you know, just relax and watch like YouTube or have a movie night by myself. Um, I think it's really important to carve that time out, especially for introverts. Uh, give yourself that recharge time and don't feel guilty about it. I know we've talked a lot in the past about like, especially in the summertime, like really wanting to maximize the time that we have, like and make plans Uh, And I think that's really important. And obviously, I love like having plans and stuff, but trying to remember to weave in for me, at least those days where I don't have plans and like being grateful for Mm -hmm. them rather than like worried that I'm wasting time, I think is important. Yeah. Like knowing that they have a place just as much as the times that you hang with people. And then the last one is spiritual rest. Um, This is the one that I definitely struggled with how I was going to incorporate it the most Mm -hmm. um because i think when you hear spiritual you often like associate that with religion in some way uh and neither of us are super religious uh in a traditional sense i guess but this is looking at nurturing and rejuvenating your inner spiritual self whether that be through religious or non-religious practices so things like meditation mindfulness prayer reflection uh rituals ceremonies nature gratitude all that fun stuff uh, this is the woo-woo category mm-hmm. of the episode. Yeah, and I agree. Like, I feel like when I first saw spiritual, I was like, oh, I don't, like, pray. Like, what am I going to say? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think this kind of reminded me a lot about, like, yeah, journaling and just kind of, like, taking time to reflect and, like, have solitude in your day. And so I want – for me, I want to be better about, like, consciously showing gratitude, like, and giving gratitude back to the universe. So – Um, I know there's like a section in some of the journals that I have that have you like reflect on the day um, and like name a few things that you're grateful for. So maybe just trying to like incorporate a little more of that over the summer. I feel like I can't put pressure on myself to do it every day just because like that's how I end up doing nothing at all. Um, But yeah, yeah, just like giving more gratitude back or like for example, like for me, a weird thing like about me, a quirky thing about me. Um, whenever I see like colorful birds, I like very much associate it as like a sign from the universe that like things are working out for me or like I'm doing well or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like specifically just like bluebirds and like cardinals and just like interesting birds. I feel like, cause you don't see them too often, but when you do, it's always like, wow, yeah. like, look at that. Like just kind of like taking a moment to be like, thanks universe, like appreciating it more. Yeah. Like just like little things like that. Um, I feel like are kind of fit into this, this category. 
Yeah. Or even I was thinking about how like, I don't know, sometimes in moments of like where I'm really, really happy or moments where I'm really, really struggling, like I address the universe Mm -hmm. and I'm like, please let this happen. And in a way, that's like a form of prayer. Like I don't think prayer has to be like directed at any specific. (laughs) The Lord is with you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, literally. I'm like, where's my rosary? Um, But I don't think it needs to be directed at like any specific like God. You know what I mean? But for me, I really want to get into meditation. I am really, 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 really bad at quieting my mind. Like very bad at it. Um, I just – I think the anxiety girlies get it. It's hard. Mm -hmm. Like it's extremely hard to just like empty your mind and like really just like sit with yourself for a little bit. The only time that I'm ever really able to do it is like – if I'm taking a power nap mm. during the day, like I'll lay down for 20 minutes and the act of like laying down, getting comfortable, like I don't ever actually fall asleep, but I am able to shut my mind off for a couple of minutes. Um, so it's like if I could just figure out how to channel that in like a less sleep oriented way, that'd mm. be great. Um, but yeah, I, I th- it, it is so nice sometimes just to like quiet your mind. I think it takes a lot of strength to be able to like quiet thoughts and I imagine that if I was able to do that on a more regular basis that I would be able to use it in practice during my day like if I feel myself spiraling over something like it gives you the tools to be able to like stop that loop um so yeah that's something that I definitely want to work on because yeah it's tough the anxiety girls get it when you're when you're constantly like have your thoughts racing it can be exhausting. Mm-hmm. It can be draining. Um, so yeah, that's a tool that I really want to have in my toolbox that I don't have currently. Yeah, I'm like the brain's got a lot to say, but sometimes it really you does. just got to be like, listen, listen, shut brain. up, <laughs> not <Yeah>. now. <laughs> All right. Well, those are the seven types of rest and the ways that we want to incorporate them. I'm curious. Let us know if you're listening on Spotify. We can like leave this as the question, or like let us know on Instagram or whatever. Yeah. What are you going to work on the most? There's physical rest, mental rest, sensory, creative, emotional, social, and spiritual. So, like, what do you feel like was the most, like, aha moment for you during this episode? Um, Because I think this is a good, like, framework to think about it through. Yeah. Um, Because I definitely haven't given, like, this much intentional thought to, like, what rest looks like for me before. So, Yeah. Well, and I think the like overarching takeaway from this episode too is to remember that rest, resting is still productive. Mm -hmm. Like I think we kind of came back to that idea a couple of times that like taking time to rest is not time wasted Mm -hmm. Uh, because I think it can be very easy to think of even when you're being intentional about like I'm going to rest today, like sometimes it can feel like a wasted day or an unproductive day. Um but it doesn't have to be that way. It can be just as productive to take time for yourself. It contributes to your productivity in other ways. Um, so yeah, so hopefully it resonated. But with that, you can follow us on Instagram at two degrees hotter. You can leave us five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It really helps our show out. You can submit any advice that you need to our anonymous submission box. And with that, We'll chat with you guys next Tuesday. Bye, everyone.